Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to a podcast from The Word. So, Alex Gold. Um, Hello. Hello. Bruce Springsteen has announced he's touring in 2023. Mm-hmm. And he's introduced, or the promoter, or however, has been introduced, dynamic pricing. Dynamic do we pricing? know what dynamic pricing is, Alex? Because I think I do. Have you, you come not? across dynamic pricing? No, this okay. is not a term that I've ever heard before. Um, oh, well, okay. Dynamic, dynamic pricing is... is um, is widely adopted in various uh, sorts of commerce, um, whereby the price of something goes up and down mm. according to how many people want it and how much they're prepared to pay. And so it's a thing that you can imagine. So it's like know, the stock the... market, but with tickets, essentially. Well, it sort of is a bit, I suppose. But I think it's applied to loads of things. I think if you buy lots of commodities, you know, it, it's it's dynamic pricing. You know, I, I know if you, if you buy or sell a book on Amazon frequently, uh, you know that I know from my from my own experience, my own books have been for sale on Amazon, and the price will change. It'll go up. It'll go right. down because the algorithm is finding a price point that just kind of works, and it's not too low and it's not too high or whatever. I suppose so airline kind of tickets work on a similar basis, don't they? Airline tickets definitely work on a similar yeah. basis. Hotel rooms work Hotel on a very rooms. similar basis. Um, the the complaint about tickets for a number of years now has been the fact that the, the, the price has gone up and up and up. The complaint on the part of the artists and promoters is that the amount, while the amount people pay for tickets may go up and up, that doesn't necessarily come back to the artist who's the person that you're paying to go and see. Okay. Because famously, and Bruce Springsteen was a classic case of this, famously they did a survey, I think, about 15 years ago, 
in one American university, they identified a block of seats at a Bruce Springsteen show and they went round and uh, they looked at what was the face value of all those seats. So let's say it was $20,000 or whatever for the sake of sake of argument. And then on the night, they went to all the people sitting in those seats and said, do you mind telling us how much you paid? Right. And of course they did. And what what have they paid? Had they paid more than $20,000 or had they paid less than $20,000? What do you think, Alex? More? A lot more. A lot more. They paid at least twice as much. Wow. You know, probably about four times as much because, you know, and that's that's the dilemma over the, the kind of the market for tickets mm. because... <clears throat> The market clearly says to you what people will pay. But very few artists traditionally have been comfortable being seen to charge the amounts of money that people will pay. Yeah. They might know that people might, might pay £500 for a, a ticket, but they don't wish to put out a ticket that says £500 on it because – you're ripping off the people, all that kind Although of Although that's that. become more of a common practice in recent years, hasn't it, with, you know, Adele's Gold Circle, for example, all that kind of carry on. Absolutely. Um, I, had a, I had a tweet uh, this morning from Chris um, who said, me and Springsteen go back a long way, and having seen him in this pomp, I decided to give him a miss this time. However, he says, my son decided he'd fancy a look at him so he asked me to get a couple of tickets for him. I logged on at the appointed time, joined the queue. 20 minutes later, I can choose my tickets. Hurrah! The only thing left were two platinum standing tickets, competitively priced at round about £650 each. Wowzers. <laughs> so that's... Thirteen hundred pounds to see someone who sings about factories, but has never been. I was been about one. to say, right. yeah, it's very unblue collar, isn't it? I mean, well, well, okay, but you know, Bruce Springsteen sings about loads of things. It doesn't mean, you know, you know, Marlon Brando ne was never a boxer. You know, it's, you know, there's parts we people still, will play. There's still a big part of us, I think, that likes to believe that Springsteen is, you know, to a certain extent, one of us, and that's a very non-one of us thing to do, isn't it? I, which is probably explains why people traditionally in the past didn't want to be seen to be charging what the market yeah, was clearly yeah. prepared to pay. And uh, the kerfuffle over here, I don't think is anything like as great as the kerfuffle in the United States where, you know, uh, you know floor seats, whatever, $5,000 or <laughs> whatever. And um, I, don't, I really don't know what you do about this because I wouldn't pay anything like that kind of money to see anybody. Yeah, I mean? yeah, of course. And uh, therefore I don't feel I'm con contributing to that, that, that kind of spiral of, uh, of ticket price inflation. But, um, you know, and I think this, I tell you what occurred to me, thinking about this today, and I know Bruce, know Bruce makes him not playing Wembley Stadium, but, uh, you know, whoever is playing in Wembley Stadium, you know, how how many people do you get in Wembley Stadium? Um, 70,000 for a gig, probably something like that. 65, 70,000. And you get, you know, you know, 
Harry Styles or I don't know who it is, you know, Ed Sheeran or whatever, playing like three or four of these things. And you think the sheer numbers of people here are unprecedented. You know, years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that num- that kind of number of people didn't want to go and see anything in, in those kind of numbers. Yeah, yeah. And it struck me, if you were standing at Wembley Stadium and you're looking at 80,000 people who had paid, you know, let's say they paid £100 each, so they probably paid more, and, you know, by the time they've parked and they've had a beer and maybe bought a T-shirt or whatever, they probably paid 150 or something. And you're thinking, of those 80,000 people, what proportion would if left to their own devices, have paid that kind of money for that kind of evening's entertainment. And I'll tell you why I put this this point, because it struck me in a thing that I was writing this week. The, the music-going audience is made up predominantly of one social uh, unit, and that is the couple. Most yeah. audiences are made up of couples. Are they not? Okay. If you've got a couple, I think, I may be going out on a limb here, and people are free to disagree with me, as they usually do. If you have a couple going to see anybody, you've got one member of that couple who is way more enthusiastic than the other member of the couple. Is that not the case? Because one person has instigated it and the other person is along because they quite like whoever it is. Although, Bruce Springsteen, whoever. Maybe maybe Sheeran and Springsteen, but I I think those who go to see Harry Styles, it's it's going to be mainly groups of female friends. I I agree. Okay. uh, Okay. And here we come back to another interesting social group. Which and I can I go back and refer to my uh, my tweet from Chris here about facing how much Bruce Springsteen tickets cost. The key sentence there, uh, which is a sentence I put it to you, Millard, would not have been used at any decade in the past. Is, however, my son decided he'd fancy a look at him, so he asked me to get a couple of tickets for him. Now. Have you ever at any stage of your life said to old Father Gold, <laughs> I fancy going to see Oasis, would you mind putting your hand in your pocket or, you know, using the family credit card because I clearly I don't have such a thing because I'm 17 years old and feckless and can't be trusted for credit. <laughs> you know, that would you mind, you know, advancing the spondulics required <laughs> To actually get these tickets. I don't think you have done. And, you know, if you go to your Harry Styles example, most of those tickets are bought for by parents. Yes? Yeah. We talked to – who we, Who did we talk to the other week in, uh, in one of our excellent uh, Word in Your Ear uh, birthday uh, conversations with one of our uh, most valued Patreon supporters – who'd been with his, taking his daughter, his 13-year-old daughter, to see uh, Billie Eilish um, yes, that at, was... uh, at the O2, hadn't he? 
Yeah. And he, he had, he had, it was a 13th birthday, I think, or there was some occasion. Um, and he lived in, they live in Lincolnshire, I think, you know, so it's, it's not around the corner. And he had, uh, he had said, he had bought the tickets, he had ordered the tickets. And then when it got near the night, he looked at them and thought, do you know, I don't think these tickets are quite good enough. <laughs> this, is, this is the father of 2022, conscience-stricken, because he may have disappointed his daughter, 13-year-old daughter, by getting tickets that aren't quite good enough, you know, whatever. And so he improved them, you know, so he ended up paying... Probably two hundred quid or whatever. But here's another thing: wasn't, he wasn't said, the gig about? He three said hours his daughter long? absolutely loved it. Sorry, was it? Here's another the thing: the gig was it? really long. And, and really isn't that long. kind of the norm now as well? Because obviously Springsteen plays for hours and hours and hours and hours. Well, it has like, to be like, if you're charging that amount of money. Yeah. You've got to play for that long, you know, whether people actually really want it or not. You know? How long did the Beatles like, play yeah, for at Shea Stadium? Was it twenty-five minutes? It, 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 certainly less than thirty. Um, yeah, it's twenty. Yeah, and nobody could hear anywhere. You know, wow. but 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 that was kind of rare. You know, so you know what I'm saying is, in a very very roundabout way, mm. the dynamic pricing in the music business is supposed to arrive at what is the reasonable sum of money that people would pay for that product, but it doesn't work in the same way as the music in the music business as it would work in the world of furniture. Let's say. Because there is an immense kind of value in being able to get something that nobody else can get to. And that's mainly what people are paying for. They're not paying for the musical experience. They're not paying to be transported. They're paying to be able to, very much, huge part of it, and this doesn't apply to everybody, but it will apply to an awful lot of them, to be able to say you're there. It's, and Mark it's, and I were talking only, only last week about having gone to Wimbledon. And you're surrounded by people at Wimbledon. Some people are really into tennis. Some people love the occasion. Some people, and, you know, the not insignificant number of people, just love to be able to say that they're at something that you poor suckers are not at, you know. It's all for and, Instagram at the end of the day. Well, it, it is, as my daughters explained to me years ago, you know, I said... You know, they're, they're, my daughters are not big festival goers at all. My son went to Glastonbury once, but never again. <laughs> they're, they're kind of homebodies. And and, uh, and I said to one of my daughters, I said, what is it about Glastonbury? She said, it's, it's Instagram. It's mm. just about Instagram. It's being able to picture yourself there. And show people that you're there, and that you there kind of look like Kate Moss there, because <laughs> you know, you're wearing the same wellies and the same top, and <laughs> carrying the same, carrying the same drink with a straw and whatever. But you know, the, these um, I don't know what you do about gig pricing. I really do not know what you do because if you have this massive demand a huge component of which is, I would put it to you, irrational. Mm. You know, I don't know what you do, because people will just pay money that they don't have in a lot of cases. You know? um, these prices just kind of keep on climbing and climbing. And and also, you go back to your similar like Springsteen, interesting case. Who is the best? You know, people always talk about, 
Who's the real fans? You know, what a shame that, that everybody else got to the tickets. They got there in before the real fans. Who are the real fans of Bruce Springsteen that should be prioritised, if anybody's going to be prioritised in terms of access to tickets in yeah. its tour in 2023? Who do you think, Alex? Is it the old gits like me <laughs> who went to see him hundreds of years ago? Or is it actually the 17-year-olds of today? You know, you know... I suppose... People I think always every- talk about... The- Go I think on. everybody's kind of a fair weather fan these days, you know. I don't think there's that, that same level of obsession with a single artist that we had, you know, even when I was growing up. Uh, I don't think that exists anymore because there's so much about and everything's so instantly accessible. Um, you know, we, I think everything is kind of taken to some degree for granted. And, you know, it's, the, the real fans aren't missing out because they're not really there. You know, everybody's kind of going for the same reason. And that's to have, a, a, you know, to enjoy an experience and be able to put it on social media. You know, it's not really about Springsteen at all, is it? It's not about Springsteen. Once again, it's not about the music at all. It's about everything else <laughs> that's surrounding the said music. <laughs> this is the conclusion... We always seem to be referring, returning to here. It's never about the music. <laughs> when people say, when people say, we're all about the music. No, no you're, you're not, not mate. No. <laughs> no, you're not. You're all about the ancillary benefits, of which more after the break. The Word Podcast. Clearly, there is no plan. Welcome back. We're now going to take a trip into the world <laughs> of contemporary entertainment. Through the direct experience of Mr. Alex Gold. Last week, we recorded the podcast slightly early because Alex had to go away and Mark was going away. Mark's at his, at his chateau in France. It's very well kept secret that Mark, Mark Allen's got a chateau with extensive grounds, vineyards, you know, um, old family retainers, peasants, and so forth that he has to go and see once a year. Um, so that's what he's doing. But anyway, Alex Gold had had a professional engagement calling him, didn't you, Alex? So yes. tell us the nature of the professional engagement and how it first came your way. Well, um, some Italian friends of mine uh, were getting married and um, and they were specifically looking for a British indie band to play indie things for indie people at an indie wedding in Italy. In Italy. And they asked me, naturally, and uh, I said, I can probably help with that. I know. So yes, sorry. I'm, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep coming in with little, absolutely. I'm, I'm seeking clarification in every detail here. So you were the kind of musical director, really. You were the kind of uh, you were the convener of the job. You were the contractor. The, the Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so they were specifically looking for for British indie players because. That's the kind of music they like. That and the Killers, so American indie bands, you know, according to our definition. So it's an, it, it's an Italian wedding. Yeah. That they want a British indie group. Is this like in any way? Um, I've been to English weddings where the musical entertainment has been provided by the, you know, kind of Inca panpipe music, <laughs> you know, plays. <laughs> Played by puzzled-looking Spanish waiters wearing blankets, you know things that sound a little bit like Paul Simon records. You know, is it, is it was it is it well, being embraced as kind of world music? 
That's well, what no, I'm getting at. I think we're at a point in, in the chronology of the universe where the Killers and the Arctic Monkeys and the Libertines are standard indie fare. I did. I got asked to sing at a, a, another indie wedding last year, actually. They are, I think, becoming... Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A thing. And 20 years Indie time... Indie weddings. 20 years time, it'll be, it'll be Stormzy and H. That's, that's what's going to happen. Um, but this is where we're at right now. So... Um, so I said, okay, yep, yeah, I can I can help you out. So, and the way these things normally work is there are, no, you know, covers bands aren't really bands in the sense, in a traditional sense of it being a, you know, a, a finite group of people who go around and, st- you know, ev- everybody's sort of freelance in music these days, you know. So what you do, you call a bunch of mates and say, are you free? Uh, and generally speaking, you'll just get the music on Spotify or learn it separately and get together at the gig and just go. Um which is kind of bizarre, isn't it? When you think about it, you know. But somebody... there was a there was more preparation with this than no, this. We, case, yeah, we it? we um we went fancy and had a rehearsal. So uh, we because got... didn't you start? Didn't the happy couple to be begin by giving you a set list? Is that the case? No. Well, they gave us a bunch of uh, must plays, uh, and right. on the, on that list was uh, the Galway Girl by Steve Earle, The River by Bruce Springsteen. Um, these are all songs that meant, you know, something special to them. Four yeah. songs by uh, Naughty's indie rockers, the Cortinas, obviously. So, so sorry, start again. Steve Earle, Bruce Springsteen, and and four songs by, four the, songs Cortinas. by the Cortinas. Uh, and um, a an Italian pop song, a sort of Euro pop cheesy number that's been uh, that's all, everywhere there. Apparently, it's called. Or matrimonio napoletano, and uh, they asked us to. It's a Neapolitan well. wedding, that is basically, yes, which, exactly. which is uh, well named because that's where you were going. You were going to a well, well, the, not the truth of it Naples. is, I wasn't actually sure where we were going. All I knew was that you we, were not, Alex. I, I hate to tell tales out of school here, listeners, 
But when Alex was getting ready to go on this, he said, yeah, I'm flying to Naples, and then we're being driven two hours south of Naples. And I happen to know that part of Italy quite well because I've holidayed there loads of times. I said, I want to know where you're going. He said, no, I refuse to find out where I'm going. It's just a mystery tour. You preferred it that way. Well, but anyway, you rehearsed. You rehearsed these numbers. You, you rehearsed them properly. So you were kind of happy. You were happy with your rendition. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was all sounding good. The, the, the Italian song was a bit tricky because um, it's... It was written in Neapolitan dialect, so it's kind of like oh, asking, well, it would be, yeah, yeah, yeah asking yeah. an Italian song um, singer to learn yeah. a song in. It's like Glaswegian, Glaswegian. really. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. So that was a bit tricky, but we we found a compromise for that in the sense of them getting their friends to come and sing it for us while we played it. So that was that was. Okay. But yes, we we had a rehearsal. We'd never met the drummer before. The drummer came through a friend of mine, so. Uh, you never really know how it's going to hang together until you get together. But it sounded good. We were ready. Um, we still didn't know where we were going. Because when you do lots of touring, you're, you're, you're spending so much time under really, really stringent schedules. And, you know, everything is so locked up and tight because it has to be. Sometimes if you get an opportunity to, to give yourself the illusion of freedom... It can be. It can feel like a really liberating thing. So all we knew was that we were going to Naples on a plane and then getting picked up by someone we'd never met before and going to a place we didn't know existed yet. And that was that was. Kind and of fun. now I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna embarrass you in front of the tax man by asking you to tell us how much you're getting paid for this. But there was a fee. Wasn't there? There, there was, was a, a fee. fee. Yes. And it, not enough for anybody to retire on. But no. you know, not nothing either. You know. Uh, and then they were they they were paying for your flights, and yep. I said to you, "Oh, well, that'll be a fee all over again in flights, surely, won't it?" And you said to me, "No, I don't think it will be because we're going Ryanair." Or did, who did you say? EasyJet, Ryanair. It was I can't remember. indeed Ryanair. Ryanair. Um, we should oh. have known that something would happen, <laughs> and it did. Um, uh, okay. So um, yeah, we flew via Ryanair and. Uh, and landed in Naples, and we were put up in this weird hotel. We had to share a room. Um, two of the guys had to share. So a all bed. four of you, yeah, all four of you. you well, have you, ad- you know, have the- you adopted? Have you adopted a nom de band for this for this jaunt, or are you just no? Just well, the band? no, we were just the band, but I, did, I, 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 I decided that we'd be called the Seventeen as halfway through the gig because the Seventeeners. Um, it was okay. on the seventeenth of July. The seventeenth is a really special right. date for. Yeah. The couple and um, it just okay. it just arrived, uh, but yeah, at that point we. So all the seventeeners were sleeping in one, presumably very fragrant little. Uh, well, actually, little bedroom. the the bass player came first thing. He flew at six in the morning because uh, he had a gig on the Saturday. So it was me, the drummer, and the guitarist. Uh, I I pull, I'm, I'm afraid I pulled rank and uh, elected to, for the to, to take the single bed. So they uh, they shared a double. Um, <laughs> But, well, know, they were top to toe. Oh, right. Oh, God. Lovely God. bonding exercise. Oh, uh, God. There was no breakfast available in the hotel, so we, we, we walked uh, two miles uphill to the airport in a 36-degree heat in the morning. Um, At which point, I cannot let that go by without asking you to share with the listening audience what had been your footwear choices prior to this journey alex over well uh as far as i knew i would only be there for two days um which 
I, I was there for two days and some more days as as, as things panned out. But I, I, I packed two pairs of vegan Doc Martins. Um, sturdy, sturdy vegan footwear. Doc Martins. All purpose. And uh, I, I was going to bring a pair of sneakers, but I thought I wouldn't need a pair of sneakers. So, uh, yeah, I just had my two pairs of vegan Docs. And, um, uh, yeah, and, and and what's basically happened is it feels like my, my feet have... have um, my feet have somehow gained intelligence and they are able to actively resent my existence now because they hurt that much. I've... So that you started on the Sunday morning with a, a getting up at the hotel, can't get breakfast, can't get a cup of coffee or anything, but you can have a two-mile walk, presumably along an arterial road, back to Naples Airport in order to avail yourself of uh, uh, the catering. Wh- yeah, it was kind of a, it was a, a twisty kind of turny uphill. There was there were cat droppings Lovely. everywhere, feral oh, cats, God. horrible. Oh, it, was, it was the most depressing walk, I think. As, as a general rule of life, if you're going to walk anywhere, never walk near an airport. No, but I tell you why. Not we, built no, for pedestrians. No, but we, we thought we could walk it. But the reason we decided to walk it was because we got um, we got a taxi from the airports at the hotel the night before. And we arrive at the hotel, the, the meter says $10, and, um, and the driver goes, 20, 20. And uh, without even thinking about it, we gave him a 20, 20 euro note. Uh, I, we, did, we didn't feel like Naples was the sort of place you argued with taxi drivers. So, uh, <laughs> oh, dear. So on. we felt it was going to be safer to walk. Uh, so we did, and we met Tom, who's a bassist who got up at three to fly at six, uh, and he arrived safely. Our driver found us um, to take us. He didn't know where we were going either. Um, now, what we've dis- one of the things we discovered this weekend is that um, the the general attitude to life over there is very, very. It's wonderfully laid back. It's um, different. It is very, very different. Um, it's different. Can I just tell you my my brief experience from Neapolitan cab drivers or drivers? <laughs> I've known Neapolitan taxi drivers to stop the car and refuse to go any further until a passenger in the passenger seat, me specifically, has taken off his seatbelt because wearing a seatbelt is impugning the masculinity of the driver. No. I've known that. I've known that. Wow. Not for nothing is that part of Italy known as the mezzogiorno. It's not (laughs) like the rest of Europe at all. Anyway, over to you. Yeah, how was it? So we we get into the people carrier and he's he's called the groom to to ask him where we're going, um, and I think he does this kind of thing quite often because within five minutes he coerced us all into a gigantic O Solomeo sing along, um, and then he stuck on his Queen records. He's a massive Queen fan, so we were we were we were kind of we were roped into into a queen a two hour queen sing along basically. Well you head banging like Wayne's World in we the did. back we of did. the we did. Yeah, we I bet you did. did. I bet uh, you did. It's a gorgeous drive. We because discovered... at that point at that point, a Sunday morning and life was still the you know, the novelty was still there, wasn't it? The dew was on the grass and life was still full of pos- possibilities oh, at that point, wasn't ev- it? Everything was great. We were having wonderful thoughts, we were having a wonderful time. And uh, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, we discovered we were going to Amalfi, uh, so that's where we were driven. Amalfi. It was One amazing. of the most beautiful places on God's earth. Yes, 
It was absolutely stunning. The venue was on a cliff, uh, on an actual cliff, on an actual mountain. There was a swimming pool and the most gorgeous vista you could ever see. You know, I've never seen so many boats all kind of, you know, pottering about together. And it was just astonishing. You know, um, you've probably got a, a picture of Amalfi in your head, haven't you? Kind of, you know, at its most beautiful. You sent me a picture. I you did. sent me a picture of the bride, I think, standing by the swimming pool, yep. looking out over the bay. And it was... Picture perfect. Absolutely astonishing. Would it be an appropriate time to mention right now also that I was wearing skinny jeans? <laughs> I'm pretty this sure. Is... Now, the heat wave that we tasted on Monday, Tuesday this week, Italy was not exempt from this at all, was it? And the, the same extreme conditions... Uh, applied right across southern Europe, didn't they? No, but the thing is, thing is, skinny jeans are a bit black. Skinny jeans are a bit like docks in that they go with anything, so you can't really go wrong. So I thought well, I'll sacrifice comfort for 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 practicality. Um, and uh, but yeah, by this point they were pretty much welded to my legs, and uh, I, I wasn't walking like a normal person anymore. Um, <laughs> But anyway, the the wedding um, starts in the afternoon and uh, everything, literally everything, is at least an hour late because that's how things work over there. But it was yeah, a really, yeah. really lovely do, really lavish, and um, the gig was fantastic. We all played well and well-received and we had a marvellous old time. Um, and the next day... Uh, Including we... the four Cortinas songs, you did the whole... We did, t- we did, yeah. yeah. We squeezed it all in. Um and Antonio, our driver, he took us back to the airport the next day. Uh, all fine, great, great job, lovely time. We we we're all pretty happy. Uh, so we get uh, through check in, and uh, there's an awful lot of people in the airport. There was an awful lot of people in the airport. It almost felt like something somewhere in the you know in the vast global kind of flight network was going a little bit wrong. Um, lots and lots and lots of people in the airport. And, and uh, Naples, not a big airport, is it? Not a big airport, no. And Neapolitan's not quiet people anyway, you know. Um, but it was getting louder and louder and louder and louder and louder. And all of a sudden, people were chanting and thumping things and fighting and arguing with security officials. Um, it was clear that something was pretty wrong. And what had transpired, nobody told anybody anything, right? So uh, our flight was meant to be at seven. I think we got there at four. At something like half past eight, we were informed that... Uh, the flights had been cancelled. Um, and the reason for this was apparently the runway at Luton Airport uh, had physically melted. Absolutely. So, um, it, was a, it was a liquid. It was running down the M1 towards the North Circular. The, you know, the, the absolutely <laughs> liquefied in the heat. So Absolutely that wasn't surprising to me at all. Anyway, go on. I, but, but it was to me because there's a runway in Naples and it was just as hot there and it's fine. No, but they, you know, Naples well, is not yeah. Naples, I suppose. So uh, we get shepherded out and we enter a queue of about, I don't know, must have been about 700 people all waiting to get to the Ryanair desk to find out what was going to happen now. Oh. This desk was manned by two people. And, uh, and you know what? They buggered off about an hour into it. They just left. They left. Uh, uh, and uh, we were just sort of stranded in this queue for... Well, actually, so what happened was R- Ryanair, it was, it's the airline's diligence. It's, it's their obligation if, they, if their flight is cancelled to uh, book accommodation. If, and they put if you we, up. Yeah. yeah. And so they did this, um, but it took 
another four hours for us to be taken there. We met some, we made some friends in the queue, these German girls and the Slovakian girls, and we had a bottle of limoncello, so we just drank the limoncello and made light of it all until we knew where we were going. And we got on this coach just after midnight, um, which we kind of felt really bad about because there were, there were children that were just kept waiting and hanging on, oh, you know, dear, it was, yeah, it was yeah. really bad. But, uh, and we ended up at the hotel um, and it's on the edge of town under like a... Like a so, 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 so tell me, in high season, what kind of hotel has vacancies in the middle of the night? Tell us, Alex. You described it to me as a sex hotel. It was. It was for sex people. It's it stunk of patchouli oil. Um, it was all the rooms were red lit. Uh, there were no, there, honestly, there were no white bulbs. It was all red lighting. Um, the girls' room had like a like a jacuzzi, a sex pond um, in the in the room. <laughs> In the room, the um, the bass player and drummer's room had uh, the, the toilet door was glass, so you could just oh, see, see oh. through it. Obviously, catering to a bunch of niche tastes. But, yes, um, absolutely, it's specialists. Yeah, yeah. But this was not a, this was not a family hotel at all. Uh, so we no. were put up in this weird sex dungeon for the night, um, and uh, it was okay. We all got a relatively night night good night's sleep. We survived. Um, but still, we didn't really know what was happening next, and Ryanair had kind of abandoned everybody. Um, and there were no flights going out of Naples the next day, or until Friday, as we were told. So yeah. we decided that our best chance of survival was to get a train to Rome and take our chances there. So uh, the next day, we all got up and uh, booked a train to Rome. We got to the station, got on the train, platform 13, we should have known really, got on the train to be told we had to get off the train because the train had been cancelled and no reason was given. So we were waiting another hour to get on another train uh, to get to Rome. And we got there in the end. We got there in the end. And we actually we had, ended up having a really, really nice night out en masse in Rome, uh, which is really, really lovely. And uh, getting our flights finally the next day, um, although my flight, of course, landed two hours late and we were stuck on the plane for a further 45 minutes because the transport bridge at Heathrow was broken. There were no ground staff available to connect us. So, um, so you, I mean, to just to summarize, yeah, you left the UK last Saturday. Yep. To play for what? 90 minutes at a party or something at, at a wedding the following day. Oh, actually, one thing I forgot about the sex hotel was there was again there was no breakfast. There was zero breakfast. We we had a a tiny croissant. And... Alex, people in sex hotels don't want breakfast. They're not <laughs> hanging around for breakfast. <laughs> they. So anyway, you flew out on Saturday. Yeah. You played the gig on Sunday, ninety minutes or whatever. You actually got back to what you fondly called the Shire in the Midlands. Mm. You got back at 11 o'clock last night. 11 o'clock right? last night, it, yeah. It's right now Thursday. So it's fair to say that this this little jaunt took a lot more out of you than you might have predicted. Oh, yeah. At the I... outside. Did you? The question I want to ask you is did you at any stage... Think to yourself, you know, this musician lark is a bit of a mugs game. Well, actually, you this... know what? No, because because we met this... some really cool people and we spent the, the whole few days. We we made travel buddies, and so it kind of it kind of felt like we were all on a school trip. 
Um, it felt really exciting. See, that, ladies and gentlemen, of the jury, I put it to you, is why the music business economy is the way it is. Because guys in bands will do anything for a gig, won't they? Because they just love, they love the crack. They love the going away. They love the being off the leash. They love the hanging around in airports, even. All that sort of stuff. They love that almost as much as playing the music. What they love is the idea that only in a rock and roll band can you be effectively 15 years old for the rest of your life. Is that true or is that not, Alex? It's precisely it. It's not really about the music at all, is it, Dave? (laughs) This podcast was brought to you by The Word. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.